the college football experience, coaching carousel and playoff future episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by bet three sixty five. Yes. Bet three sixty five is offering new users, a thousand dollar risk-free bet sign up today. Sports gambling podcast.com slash bet three sixty five. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN and get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. Plus, every, uh, or no, I'm sorry, plus this Monday and Tuesday, everything is 20% off in the merch store with the promo code CYBER. Go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code Cyber. Hey, this is Pac Man Jones. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Episode. I'm excited to uh, talk about all what's going. Absolutely, the news around this time of year for college football always going batshit crazy. Texas A&M Woo. almost hired every coach in all of <laughs> in all the land. But uh, I mean, there's talk. We're gonna get to it all. We're, there's just a lot of speculation on on really everything. Every like, I feel like every coach has been mentioned for every job. Players transferring left and right. We got the playoff situation on the line, and we're going to talk about all of it. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swigga Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. I imagine there'll be a few fan bases (laughs) screaming that (laughs) after this weekend about the college football playoff committee. And you're nothing. a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. There's no conflict of interest there. Um, it's gonna be fun. Talk all about it. I'm joined by my co-host. Give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi up. Oh, I saw Ric Flair call out Paul Feinbaum. Oh, it's beautiful. Ric Flair's <laughs> on our fucking team. Let's go. <laughs> Is Paul Feinbaum doing it on purpose? Is it- it's all those SEC Network people just but they I mean, play into it. It's like Peter uh, Burns and shit. I prefer Jerry Burns over uh, Peter Burns. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, we are also joined by third man in the boot, the DFS God himself. Yes, we're still gonna have a DFS episode for Conference Championship Week come Thursday. Give it up for the rooftop by PA Drake and home 
homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free like giving. Farmer, farmer, Herndon Basketball League MVP, give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, man? Oh, yeah. I need to find, I need to like get, get, get uh, some of our friends that play guitar and go perform that. We need Scotty live, strike live <laughs> in a bar. Let's get sh- shot. Yeah, let's Scotty go. strike on, yeah. on the mic. Um, shout out to Scotty. Um, and shout out to me for the Oakland golden Grizzlies winning out right against the Xavier Musketeers. Oh. Yes. Sealed the deal. Getting it done. Um, okay. Uh, look, I want to, I want to talk playoffs, but I feel like that's got to happen on the next segment because right now we have just chaos everywhere. I got, you know, spreadsheets are, are being created by multiple people and uh, here we go. Well, first news actually fuck that. I'm starting off with the Delaware blue hands, baby. Yes. Finally, finally said I had table. enough of this bullshit. <laughs> We're going D one and they are uh conference USA grabbed them. So that will be the 11th team in the conference USA. A lot of speculation on who could be the 12th uh, moving forward. You know, I feel like they probably want to get to an even number. Uh, we'll get to that conversation in a second, but Delaware, if you have, if you don't pay attention to FCS college football, Delaware has been amazing since like the fucking eighties. All right. The, since the wing T was being ran over there. Um, <laughs> Nick, your thoughts on the blue hens coming up. I love it, dude. Conference USA. They're doing a lot of things right these days for a while. I couldn't care less about the whole conference, but now they're playing Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They're getting interesting teams like Sam Houston state, like Jacksonville state. Now Delaware, this is perfect. It's beautiful. I want to know, does, does Delaware have to change their Michigan knockoff uniforms now that they're both in FBS (laughs) (laughs) who had it first? That's what I want to know. I, I, like Delo- I wonder yeah. if Delaware has been playing football longer than Michigan. It's possible. Michigan definitely wasn't the first to have it. You know, what was it? Princeton before then? I feel like even mm. Ohio state, if I'm not mistaken, had some similar really? helmet, like really I yeah, winged helmet, just, like yeah. in the thirties. Well, I just 20. know with, with Northeast started football as much as NC Nick hates to admit it. Um, Yeah. Michigan is there as a program. They're 10 years older. Actually, Michigan mm. is. So it doesn't, doesn't pro, necessarily yeah. mean they, they didn't the bring it on until yeah, like the forties. I want to say they yeah. wore just straight black helmets until like the 1940s. And then uh, whoever it was, uh, it was a uh, fridge Chrysler brought it over from Princeton. They got to play each other. They got to <laughs> yeah. play each other. That's what's got to happen. I hope so. But I think it's great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun because they have been a very good program for a long time. And Delaware needed representation in the FBS. The state did. Yes, yeah. it did. Yeah. We, hey, Vermont start yeah. a football All program. States should have one FBS. Team. Yeah. So obviously Alaska can't, but yes, they should. They should. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love it. I, I see a lot of pushback for maybe because I host the FCS pod and I see FCS people say, why would they do this? I think it's very simple. You look at Liberty success. You look at James Madison's success. You look at Appalachian state success, Jacksonville state success this year, Georgia right. Southern seems to be going to bowl games every year. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't, in my opinion, like the Dakotas and Montana's, this has been like 20 years overdue for them. So th- that's just the hipster FCS fan, not wanting to lose one of their programs. 
Uh, I mean, I can understand the fact that they're saying, well, they can't win a championship. Well, with this moving to a 12 team playoff. Yeah. Yeah. That door swings wide open. Look, JMU kind of was catapulted by beating Delaware. I want to say Delaware was reigning national champions in 2003. Yeah, you're right. If I'm not mistaken, right. or thereabouts. Like, yeah. And JMU uh, ended up winning in 2004 and had to go through Delaware. And that was just like, that, that was the, uh, the team to beat back then. So I think. You know, th- is it possible that they could become that again at the FCS level? They're they're hanging around that level, right? They've, they've, they're they're, still- they're only forty five minutes from Philly, and they're actually on campus. So it's not like Temple, where no one cares. I feel like Delaware, w- which actually has a rich history, which actually plays on campus. They haven't been phenomenal for a while, but nine and three this year, eight and five. They the went to before. the fu- the final four of the playoffs. What? Three years ago, yeah. 2027 and one, and then what was yeah. Jacksonville State's record last year in the FCS? That yeah, was great. Was yeah. seven and four yeah. or something? Yeah, they had, they had a better record in the FBS. Yeah, I mean Conference USA too is something that uh, Delaware. I mean the CAA Conference USA. What would you say is uh, a tougher division? Dude, I love the future of the Conference USA with New Mexico State, Jacksonville State. Sure, now, but what I'm saying is yeah. like I think Sam Houston's better than what they. The co the uh, wait it was the Colonial now it's the Coastal Athletic Association. It's still the Colonial. It's still the Colonial on this very podcast. That's right. Uh, What was tougher, that or the CAA prior to, I guess, the emergence of uh, CUSA? You mean the CUSA? Uh, well, the CUSA had UTSA and stuff like what last year. I don't know. I I I think the CUSA was probably. Slightly yeah, better, but yeah. but I get your point. You had JMU in that Villanova, William and Mary, Richmond. Pr- yeah, they've been You've playing against really tough competition. Yeah, you know they're ready for it. Yeah, there is there is no big jump to me. This they'll Main come in, hit. Uh, in my opinion, they'll come in and be fine from the start. Like I expect them to be a bull team probably year one. I haven't seen the schedule, but I'm saying oh. I think it's great news. Yeah, North, similar so, to so North, who do you think should be the twelfth team? Who, well, who that's what's fun. Up? Well, I'm hearing you know Eastern Kentucky is trying to that would ha- create the Eastern Kentucky Western Kentucky matchup, which would be fun. Tarleton yeah. State has made it known that they're spending big time money to try to get, and that'd be a rival for Sam Houston. Um, then I I think you could throw out a slew after that. You How know, about Western Carolina that'd be fun. I don't know that they're ready for that, but yes, Probably that would not. be awesome. Probably I would not. think like the teams that that stand out to me that just have winning culture. I mean, first off, look no further than Villanova, the rivals with De- with Delaware. Yeah. They've been really good for a long time. Does geography matter at all in the CUSA? I feel like most of the teams are kind of Southern. in the south yeah. now. De- Delaware, I think, will be the furthest north team, depending on Western Kentucky. Unless they add UConn right. or UMass. What if they add UConn and UMass? I would like that too. Uh, mm. But either way, uh, no, I mean, I, I would also think that. Uh, New Hampshire could be one that could do it. They've been yeah. good for a long time. Youngstown State, yeah, you know what I mean. Like some That'd of those. Be fun. I yeah. think Youngstown State should jump up. I yeah, like that. Uh, they should have yeah. jumped up a long time yeah. ago too, man. Uh, yeah, they could be chippy. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between Southern Youngstown Illinois. State and most Mac schools? Nothing. Um, I mean, Youngstown State's probably might be up. better than a yeah, lot of them. Yeah. Um, Maine. Maine, but Maine sucked the past two years, but they were That's so a good, point good though, before about, about Youngstown state. They belong in the Mac though. They don't belong in CUSA. The, the, the Mac yeah. should expand right now. now if CSA is smart, you go in and grab Youngstown because that's part of Ohio recruiting. I know, but like me personally, I prefer them to be in the Mac. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. Mac you want to be expand. playing regional rivals. If Mac wants to do the Big Ten and, and add forty seven teams, then <laughs> then Youngstown, Southern Illinois, Northern Iowa fit perfectly. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Even Duquesne. Get Duquesne in there. In Pittsburgh. Xavier. Yeah, Xavier too. Let's go. Xavier I need to start our football program <laughs> yeah. back up. But anyway, exciting news. I think it's exciting news. Uh anyway, uh speaking of of uh the Conference USA, Rick Stocksteel fired at Middle Tennessee after 18 years. Mm, mm, mm. Patty C, should they build him a statue? Uh, is he their winningest coach of all Gotta time? Be. Presumably, or Johnny Red Floyd? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, two wins over five hundred on the career, but that 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 deserves a statue at Middle Tennessee. I feel yeah. like I he mean, only won over eight games once, and that was back in twenty eleven. Like I like him. I think he's a solid football coach, but maybe it was time for a change. I I think. I, I'm okay with them getting yeah. like 18 years. You want some yeah. new life. You, I think if you're middle Tennessee, you're watching JMU and you're watching, sure. you're watching app state now, that what, came up and, and you, they've yeah. been FBS for a long time. Right. And they're saying, why can't that be us? UCF for was sure. in the fucking Mac. Careful what you wish for it. Look, yeah. I, uh, as a growing up UVA fan, I appreciated George Welsh. He was the king of seven and eight win seasons and he's the best UVA's ever done. See, but here's the thing. Middle Tennessee is right next to Nashville. They don't care about Vanderbilt. They could have that city. Now I know there are going to be Tennessee fans throughout the state. Can they really? To me, they could be a buzz about the city. You go to Nashville, people are drinking anyway. I still think it's there. I don't know if people go to Nashville. They're like, oh, let's go 45 minutes to Murphy's. Is it 45? Why did I feel it was like 20? I I just threw that out there. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I can look that up if you want, but <laughs> uh, no, my point is though, to me, like they could be just better. Like they could be more excitement yes. around the program. Agreed. Agreed. And, and to me uh, looking and seeing Liberty and JMU and, and UCF who used to be in the Mac and they, they used to be up on that. CUSA used to be regarded better than the Mac. And uh, you know, they're just sitting there like, what the fuck? And I, Tennessee's uh, what a growing state. I just think there's more potential there than ever. It's a huge state, like geographically too. Like uh, Memphis is a f- pretty far away away from Nashville. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-three point uh, six miles, thirty-eight yeah. minute drive. Not too far. So here's my point: It's like, why couldn't that be? You see, uh, I don't know. You could take many states, but like, you see, uh, I don't know. Let's let's look at Florida. You see, Florida. Florida State, Miami. You say, oh, there's no room for a fourth school. Look at UCF now. Why can't that be Middle Tennessee if they invest heavy in football? They have a big sure. enrollment. Yeah, they're in a talent-rich area. They're not far from Atlanta. They're not far from Birmingham, uh, Nashville, Memphis, Knoxville. You name it. They're like right smack dab in, in between all that. So for sure, they should be better. And their enrollment is like I feel like like twenty thousand people. I know I've been to that campus. Um, and shout out to Kai Holstein in the chat. It says I rode Colby's lock of Michigan last week. That was me and Patty C's. Won a little lock battle against that <laughs> NC Nick master. Look at that shiner NC Nick got. Huh? There you go. Why there did he really go. get that? Huh? <laughs> hey, all I gotta say is uh, you should see the other guy. Okay. I'm saying. You know. Uh, hey, look. There's a, there's a big rivalry game Saturday night 
on Tobacco Road, and uh, you know maybe the uh, sports bars got a little rowdy, uh, you know, during that game. <laughs> what was that bar you were going to in Myrtle Beach for a little bit there? Uh, well, there's a couple of them. I mean, Bang Suck Blow is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you might have had a little, a little. Uh, you were down there in Myrtle Beach, you didn't let us know, and then you went to Bang Suck Blow and and caught a fucking yeah. shiner for for cheering on. Share it on didn't pay, day. Didn't pay up after the lap dance. <laughs> if that's the worst thing you catch at Bang Suck Blow, it's a pretty successful <laughs> evening. That's right. Folks, you uh YouTube.com slash the college experience. Let's go. Um Yeah, so uh we got we got that. So who do you think? I mean, I think the first call is Gary Patterson. You want your country music, you sing it, you're 20 minutes away, we'll get you a house in Nashville. You commute to to the stadium. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Come on. Say that again. You, if you're Middle Tennessee, yeah, you call TCU former former oh, yeah. TCU head coach. <laughs> uh, what's my guy's name? Late on the pickup, Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson, yeah. Oh, he's a, yeah. He'll he'll tear up Nashville. Talk that's about a, a great way. That is a match made in heaven because they need you know that kind of uh, promo. You know they need that kind of pub, pub publicity. You're Gary gonna Patterson hear, can provide that. You're gonna hear me mention Gary Patterson twice tonight. Grand old Opry, <laughs> Gary Patterson. How many like, times are we, are we going to mention Rich Rod? I mean, not for this job, but for the bigger jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a, good point. a bunch. So wait, Gary Patterson is sixty three though. He's not as young as Kill. So, because my What's first Kill? thought would be sixty two. I think he's like fifty seven, right? Didn't I look that I up? Thought, I, I could be wrong. 60, I think maybe you're right. 60s, maybe man. you're right. They were best. I mean, they they were best friends, so maybe you're right. Um, Either way, you get like what ten years with them. You get them right now. Go sing your songs, Gary. Sing your songs, Six, Gary. Sixty-two. Um, yeah. Well, uh, what about Justin Fuente? He did it at Memphis. He was on Duke staff this year. He's probably looking for a chance to. He's probably going to get cashed in on Mike Elko's A and M money. Did you see that? What was that? Did you guys see? I mean, what's I the guess, dollar amount? Oh, hold on. Let me let me uh, for the staff. Hold on. Let me give me five seconds here. But but who do you think though? For Middle Tennessee, that could really get it going. I mean, the the old Memphis coach does make a lot of sense. Yeah, right yeah. down the road, you know, as long as Elko at AM doesn't offer him more, that 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 makes a ton of sense. But yeah, you know, and whenever a coach leaves, like some of the fan base just you know rear their ugly head. Like I've seen a lot of Duke Twitter like really angry at Elko. Like, how can you blame the dude? Well, and <laughs> come on. I mean, and what, Duke, what sucks though, is from what I understand, like Duke's really made it a point of emphasis to focus on football more, right? Yeah. Which is awesome. Right. But Mike Elko at a and M that's like the one school that'll pay more than anybody. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. It's, it's still Duke football. Let's face it. Okay. We're not Duke basketball where if Duke basketball lost a head coach to somebody else, and then you're up in arms, you know, but, you just have to realize who you are and say, look, be be thankful for the two years and make yeah. another good hire. Well, yeah. and, and and like you have jumped up from the nineties. Yeah, and like you know, like you've built around that. You've invested more into football. Right. I, I, first, I've first read about coach this. Cut yeah. Kind of put us on the map, and then Elko. I mean, I wish it was longer than two years, obviously, but a like good two years, and the program's in a pretty Duke, good spot right now. Duke used to be the worst job in the ACC, right? Oh yeah. I yeah. would say now it is better than Syracuse. It's better than Boston College. It's better than. Uh, I think you can make the case it's better than Virginia. Is it better than Wake? It's close. Yeah, it's better than better Wake. Better than Wake, yeah. It's close. It's just close. because they've it seems like they've made a concentrated effort 
yeah. to invest more in football. Duke or Wake? Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I saw I saw a picture when I went to the stadium eight years ago when I still had the track around it. It still had all bleachers. Yeah. I mean, the, just the stadium alone is so much better than it was seven well, or eight years and ago. And I've heard the athletic director mention this that like yeah. they are valuing football. And to me, yeah, that that's like the one school. I mean, there's a few schools, but I'm saying Texas A&M. That was the worst situation. Stoops was going there, and I'll be honest. I thought the Stoops thing was hilarious. I was like, it's still hilarious because all these guys are former Jimbo Fisher assistants. But, but uh, you know, the Stoops thing would have been hilarious because he has like a sixty million dollar buyout. So I was like, they're gonna buy out that and get like seven and five every year. Yeah, all four Mark Stoops. I mean, look, he's done a good job at Kentucky, but I don't know if he's the guy that puts you over the top. I think they dodged a serious bullet because I think Mike Elko. A came a lot cheaper, and I actually think he's a better football coach than Mark Stoops. I think Mark Stoops is a good coach. Yeah, but I'm saying you my, do point yeah. out one thing about that that despite their record improving pretty drastically under Stoops, like from what year to year, uh, not from year to year, he kind of leveled out at like a seven eight win coach most of the time. But before he was there, what were they like a four win team yeah. most years? So yeah. that's a drastic. Improvement. Actually, I will say that that the first guy was uh, Rich Brooks right before him. Laid the foundation. They had like a top ten season with Andre Woodson, but Stoops they were never consistent with yeah. Rich Brooks. They just had like a year or two. They became consistent yeah. with Stoops, but still, like you said, the schedule. You know, yeah. I mean, Stoops is a genius because he's like, yeah, you know what? Let's schedule the shittiest Mac schools and a sh- and an FCS, and I'll get we my play in the renewed. East. That shit's going away anyway. You know what I mean? No, there's gonna be no more divisions. So good luck in the future, Kentucky. I, I mean. But but there's been the question over the past two years. People are saying, "Hey, Kentucky, the football fans or the Kentucky fans are saying we're a football school." So you know, a little bit. Remember, there was that argument of like, "Are they a football school?" That shit would have never happened without Mark Stoops. So that is what Duke, I think, would love to have in a way. Is like, can you get the football program up to that? And I think Mike Elko was going to get it. Obviously, not like they'd still be a basketball yeah. school, but like yeah. to be that almost like UCLA. Or Arizona, you know, a good football times. school and yes. a great basketball yes. school. Yes, yeah, that can still happen, and it has to be done at a program level. I, I look, I want to toot JMU's horn right off the bat here, but <laughs> we go top twenty-five in basketball, top twenty-five <laughs> in football. We just go through like coaches, you know, and if your program's in a great place and you're investing into it, then it doesn't really matter who your coaches. Or maybe we've just been lucky and gotten a bunch of good coaches in a row. But Everett Withers didn't really do anything afterward. Mike Houston is struggling, although I say he had some decent success at ECU so far. And then if Signetti is really, you know, maybe out the door, I'm confident that we'll get someone. Granted, you you should we have gotten winners. Mike Houston was winning before he got there. Kurt Signetti was winning before he came to JMU. So you don't go out and get an, a six and six guy and expect him to start winning so, big. So Elko, by the way, his I don't know if you guys pay attention to these numbers, but his uh, coaching staff salary is eleven million dollars, which is fucking insane. That's insane. I, for the uh, for the entirety of the uh, ass, uh, yeah. assistants, I would, I would imagine that, that's at yeah. least three times more than Duke's. That's what I'm saying. Like that is in fucking yeah. insane. So he can uh, handpick any of the coordinators he wants, basically. Now, now at the same time, let's let. So I mean, I understand Duke fans being frustrated because this guy. This guy, I had brought college game day there, right? And if Riley Leonard doesn't get injured, I shit, I think they could have played for an ACC championship. Um, 
and it hurts. He was recruiting really well, but at the same time, they could bring in his offensive coordinator, Kevin Johns. I'm curious if they're going to take a look at him, like a serious look at him. They can still build this from Cutcliffe to him. If they keep making good hires, they're going to become that, uh, you know, that, that yeah. really good, that decent football school that everyone's going to regard as decent. I heard Willie Fritz's name being mentioned. That's the thing though. Like, can you make the good hire time and time, you know, three times in a row, like making a coaching hire is almost like drafting a quarterback in the first round. It's, it's a 50, 50 shot, man, <laughs> you know, and you really don't know. So it, this could be a big step back if, if Duke doesn't hire the right guy, but you know, hopefully they do. And hopefully the momentum of the program continues to go up. Some programs are better than others at hiring coaches. Of course. Some so, some ADs are better than others. Yeah, for sure. Jim Knowles used to coach at Duke under Cutcliffe for a long time. I, I keep like your eye idea. out for Knowles. I keep your eye out for uh Willie Fritz. I know Jamie some of Chadwell is, I've heard is, Sean Lewis, Colorado's offense coordinator, yeah. could be mentioned there. Um Chadwell would be such a good fit at Duke. In terms of, I don't think. From what I understand, though, I think Chadwell's he's happy at Liberty, yeah. at, Liberty yeah. at least yeah. for this year. But but we, we mentioned bit. Scott Frost a few years back. I, I, I don't think his name's been not mentioned. now. Not now. He's gonna, he could go much. to Middle Tennessee. He could. There yeah. He could go to Middle Tennessee. But um, uh, one uh, Signetti. I I heard yeah. this. I heard yeah. that like Duke should t- take a strong look at Signetti, and that would make a lot of sense. So yeah, but for me, it's it's either taking a head coach from a smaller conference or you're giving a coordinator a chance. Uh, head coach wise, uh, yeah, Jamie Chadwell, obviously, but you know if he's not interested, um, John Sumrall at Troy, I think maybe maybe deserves a look. Jason Candle at Toledo, um, I like Tim Albin at Ohio. Not quite sure if he's ready for the jump yet, but um, and then the, you know, you mentioned two of the coordinators, Knowles and Kevin Johns, but also I like NC State's defensive coordinator Tony Gibson. Who, uh, if you look at his, he was um, defensive coordinator at West Virginia. Before that, Arizona. He was on uh, Rich Rod's staff at Michigan. The guy's been around a while, and NC State's had a, a very good defense for a long time now. So, yeah, just a few of those names, and maybe we'll land one of those guys. Is there a home run hire out there, Patty C? I mean, if you could convince someone to fly Dan across Mullen the country, to Duke. yeah, I could see Dan Mullen to Duke. I could see that. I, I can, was gonna say the home run hire was Chip Kelly, but. UCLA, it was announced that Wised he's coming up. back next year. <laughs> yeah. I was because like, I I thought I yeah. was like, whoa, Chip Kelly would fit in perfectly there. Yeah, you know, Dan Dan Mullen is kind of like uh, Coach Cutcliffe. Yeah, you know, kind of flamed out in the SEC, but a good offensive mind, and maybe he wants a job where he you don't have those, those crazy expectations like in the SEC where you get fired after going to the SEC championship game. Yeah, that's actually a yeah. pretty good comparison. Yeah, I think Fritz would kill it at Duke personally. He definitely will. I like that. How I, old is he? For Fritz is about sixty, though, right? Yeah, and I know last year he turned down Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech doesn't have the money Duke has. Yeah. So, what about like money changes? Things. David, uh, who's Stanford's coach for a long time? David Shaw. Shaw, maybe. Mm, I don't know. About what about that name doesn't excite they me. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do Pat Fitzgerald, huh? <laughs> Because <laughs> they play Northwestern. Uh, Chris Peterson. Know, I, I, I kind of got used to a defensive mind head coach just in the last two years. I, I like that idea. Oh, Jim Leonard, head coach. Jim yeah, Leonard. Jim Leonard. So, some, somebody yeah. else mentioned him too. I thought that was a, you know, a name that intrigued me. I got two others for uh, Middle Tennessee. Jim Bob Cooter. Oh, I think he's what offensive coordinator perfect. on the uh, Colts perfect. right now. That's perfect. And uh, T Martin, maybe. 
Tim Martin, the Ravens right? offense. No, he's not the Ravens offense coordinator. He's like the Ravens quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Uh that's a big jump though. Um wasn't he in the uh head coach at uh uh HBCU down there in Tennessee? Wasn't he uh No, he was Tennessee he was with uh Tennessee Tech now. He was with Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. Oh, he was with uh, Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, okay, he's the OC. Uh look, we're going to talk a little more coaching things, but uh before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Bet365. Yes, Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book trusted by over 88 million players world why they got props they got sides they got totals they got live betting folks bet 365 has you covered sign up today and choose between two bonus offers either a thousand dollar no sweat bet or bet five dollars get hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets just head to sports gambling podcast.com slash bet 365 once again that's sports gambling podcast.com slash bet 365 problem with gambling call 1-800 gambler all right so coaching hires just let's talk about Elko to A and M because I think it's a blessing in disguise. I think A and M has obviously the money to win the national championship, but why have they never even like sniffed it? They haven't even been fucking close. Now I think it's because the boosters have so much fucking power and it's almost like a little influence. Yeah. I think Elko could potentially be that guy to get them to the promised land. However, I also know Elko. I don't know if he's your guy. That's like your country club, Mac Brown type of guy. Like I could see him being like, fuck this booster. And then like after two years, the booster being like gone, you know what I mean? But I do think getting Elko was, a, was like a lot better than stoops in my opinion. I agree. And you know what? Winning cures everything. So maybe if he doesn't get along with all the boosters, as long as he's winning, I think they're happy. And uh, shit, man, he he turned around Duke quickly, and that defense is gonna be rocking. Well, that's the thing is like he's got like an X's and O's that's almost like flashy. You know, I don't know if Elko counts as a flashy name, but his defenses have been so standout at Notre Dame and A and M while he was there that you say, okay, that guy is obviously a hell of a coordinator. And then if you can trust him with his X's and O's, then he can do some of the other things like talent develop and maybe even recruit if he's like a well, good that's NIL the thing. guy. I, well, no, I think that's part of the reason why A and M also wanted him was that they paid for this big time recruiting class, and some of those guys Elko had the connections with before he jumped to Duke. Yeah, so he can kind of hold the glue together, maybe a little Dude, bit there. He even had Wake Forest like in like the in the forties as far as like overall defense when he was and Bowling Green and yeah. Bowling Green and yeah. as soon as he left, Wake Forest like went into the hundreds, you know. So I mean, you know, yeah, by the his, same his token, track record speaks for itself. It does. It does as a coordinator certainly. Uh, by the same token, I think Stoops. I think you might be underselling him a little bit. It's very. I think he's a solid coach. It's hard yeah. to win at Kentucky, and let's say that not. I, see, but I think the SEC East has been down as shit. It has. I think like he's still, been able to win because Florida's been ass, Tennessee's been ass. Like they're ass, but they're not that ass. Well, I'm just saying they <laughs> they weren't they weren't the team like yeah. the SEC East. Well, yeah, before Obviously. that was a lot, you know, yes. tougher. It so, was a much harder so job I, before. Yes. And I think now that the SEC East is gone, you're going to see Kentucky. I think kind of bounce back to struggling unless they get you know their money together. But I don't. I'm not saying he would fail. Like, here's the thing. I mean, you can't say also he would go seven and five and eight and four at A&M every year. I feel like Stoops. I, I think I kind of agree. Maybe nine and three tops. Yeah, he strikes me as like a similar guy to Skip Holtz that isn't doing anything flashy, but he 
just produces pretty quality teams. Stoops offensive coach though. Stoops defensive coach. Still, yeah. it's like you know you're not they're not going to blow you away schematically, but they're going to win more than you typically would see a team do. And if all these other coaches, I, I mean, I guess you have to say they hired some okay co- coaches before. I don't know about Sherman, but Sumlin, decent coach. Uh, Fisher, obviously a national championship coach. Granted, that was at FSU when the ACC was ass, but um, th- those are good. I'm coaches. not trying to shit on Stoops. I'm just saying, like, I think Elko was the best Has they could have ceiling. done. Yes, I agree. And Stoops' judgment should be questioned after going after Devin Leary in the uh, transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, By the way, both the last two coaches finished in the top five for AM. So it's not like they've been a miles and miles and miles away from national championship contention all the time. Although that was only twice in the past, like, I guess, long time. The, I mean, so. But they haven't sniffed anything, like, not even the big bowl games. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The, so. Most years they're wildly disappointing. I'll agree to that. Uh, staying with the uh, the coaching, I was devastated to see this man. Jonathan Smith took the Michigan State job. I fucking <laughs> this one was tough, man. I think if there's one that I hate more than any of them on this list, this would be it. Not because I don't think Jonathan Smith's a good coach. I just thought Oregon State's going through all this shit, and at least they got a beave to, to fight through it with them. Right. Like a guy that I think could actually turn down. He's turned on other jobs before. So I was like, he went there. You yes. Know, that that's what I'm saying. Something. I was like, maybe he'll, he'll be fucking, you know, he was at Boise with Peterson. He knows what it's like with a small school. So I was like, he can do this. I was devastated that he left. He brought all of his coaches to Michigan state's got that fuck you money too. And do we get contract numbers? Uh, compared? I haven't got them yet. Yeah. I haven't got them yet, but Jonathan Smith took the Michigan state job. I mentioned this on Twitter though. To me, it, it sounds like Mike Riley to Nebraska, which didn't work out. Mm. I see the comparison just going to the Midwest, but I actually think Jonathan Smith with that Peterson, you know, I, I think Smith might've been a big reason for a lot of that Peterson success. You saw when he left that final year or two with, without uh, yeah. Smith with Peterson. Yeah. Uh, they weren't as good. And I mean, I'll say this though. I I just think with going to these gigantic conferences, what's the best you can do? I know they can; they're ready to spend money, but I just feel like we have this conversation before. They're going to be like tenth or ninth in the in the the new Big Ten. Now he gets rich, cool. I was a little surprised he took this took the job, but yeah, money's money. Money's money. You know what I mean? And look, Blanton's talking about it too. Yeah, I mean they were devastated. They were fucking devastated. They didn't think that is a sinking ship, whether we want to admit it or not. And as sad it is as it is to admit that, but that ship is going down hard right now. I mean, you want to you want coach in the Mountain West or the Big Ten? (laughs) Yeah, you know, maybe that's what it came down to. I'm not ready to 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 go there all the way yet with that Patty C. Because look, I think right now they're keeping the pack two, right? I think if he has like a couple eight, nine, ten win seasons, and with that group of five bid being out there for the playoffs moving going forward. I could totally see the big 12 grabbing Oregon state. Cause that Pacific time slot, you yeah. know what I mean? They're just yeah. cause the big 12 didn't do it right now. I, yeah. Theoretically right now sinking ship. But I also think like if Jonathan Smith had that program going, which he does, sure. let's be honest, they're going to be, a they would be the, the going into next year. They would be the top group of five DJ U back. Most of that mm-hmm. team back. Martinez yeah. is back. They would be, they would be, and and you have a playoff berth, 
They just went eight yeah. and four in yeah. the best conference in the country this year. And so, all their yeah. losses were by, I mean, the, the short of the civil war, the other two losses were by three points. It was. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I would say they're probably better than the likes of Liberty this year. I don't know. Liberty's pretty good, I but I would, would fuck up Liberty. I, I do. Uh, yeah. on, a, yeah. on a neutral site, I think Oregon State beats Liberty. Look, yeah. Liberty's been done a great job, but I don't know if they're ready for that. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, so let's talk about this because there's two there's two names already being talked about here. I mean, I, well, first I believe, uh, you know, so Brent Brennan, his last job before he was head coach of San Jose State. Was at Oregon State. Makes a lot of sense. There's some ties there. He's done a damn good job there. Yeah, and he's being shafted right now uh, with not playing in the uh, Mountain West Championship. Did you see that, NC Nick? You know, I, I heard ridiculous. it, but I, I, I haven't dove into the story. How do they the, not have a tiebreaker set? They up? have the BCS rating thing, which is so fucking ridiculous because UNLV played nobody. They played nobody in the Mountain West. Hmm. So let me get this straight. So you basically made last week's game irrelevant. San Jose State goes to UNLV, dominates them. That final score is misleading. UNLV scored 14 in like the final five minutes to and dress they, that they up. UNLV over them. Never was dude. And and UNLV has a loss to Fresno, who San Jose State beat too. I mean, this the best. I actually think right now San Jose State's the best team in the Mountain West. I feel like they so would they, beat any they, team. They wanted that? a bigger market team, and that, so why? Yeah. Well, I think they. I don't know if it was them being crooked. I think the pollsters are probably just lazy. I, I'm guessing that the uh, poll, the 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 formula that they're using is BCS related, which would take into account polls, right? And so if the polls think, hey, nine and three, UNLV is better than seven five, San Jose State. Well, then they're going well, to get was this the rule before the season started if so then it is what it is it, you know it's yeah, not I like I think so but but well. but I I I would argue this all day because their strength of schedule is by far the best they played their non-con was Oregon State USC Toledo <laughs> they're all yeah. they're all really good yeah. UNLV's non-cons like UTEP and Bryant well, and the thing yeah. is it's Michigan. not yeah <laughs> it's not a real three-way tie where you need Even to go Boise's. to tiebreakers yeah. Like this to uh, to determine right. who the champion is. It's, the first tiebreaker should always be head to head if possible. And they have that. They yeah. have that, and <laughs> they just at their stadium it. a huge ass whooping. I think this was all politics. I think they want the game in Vegas in that filthy mm. dome, mm. Uh, and they want the bigger markets. So now Let's there's see. there's back to back games in that dome, right? Because the Pac-12 will be yeah. there Friday night. So anyway, back to Oregon State though. Business is good in Vegas. If you're Oregon State, NC Nick, you got Brent Brennan. There's talk UNLV offensive coordinator Brennan Marion, who interviewed at San Diego State. Mendenhall. Mendenhall, obviously former safety for Oregon State. That's that's the home run. Got his coaching, you know, uh, start it, at Oregon State too. If he wants back in, say no more. He's he's. What's the guy. hilarious because Boise State had just interviewed Bronco Mendenhall, but now his alma mater opens up. You got to wonder. Mm-hmm. If he if the, if he comes home, wow, Boise did interview. Uh, Boise Hall? just interviewed Mendenhall. Oh, I so like that. to see yeah. Bronco be the coach of the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Let's be honest. Uh, they can get OJ Simpson. <laughs> Great, <laughs> right. white uh, Bronco. Yeah, get white Bronco <laughs> instead of white lightning. White Bronco, OJ Simpson coaching the Boise State <laughs> Broncos. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like that is uh, going to be interesting to watch uh, moving forward, Oregon state. Cause I still think, and here's something that's interesting too. I mean, you're seeing the portal already start to go crazy, but team yep. but players that have transferred once, if they're not graduates, they're going to have to sit out. So DJU has to make that decision. Do I transfer and sit out a year? Right? Uh, so there, th- th- this is a brand new element to this because they've kind of cracked down on this. The NCA has so 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 you can you can transfer once as an undergraduate and then once as yes. a graduate. Okay, yes. so I saw like Treshawn Ward's name pop up and I was like, hold on, he just went from Florida State to K State, but he must have he must have graduated or he graduated one of the two or he's or, he, sit or out he's here. trying yeah. to use one of those loopholes like I need to go visit my aunt's cousin who's sick or you know right. I need but to be dude, close to it, her or something. You know. Following the college basketball experience, folks, if you like, they've ruled out basically like seventy percent of the players now. Yeah. It's like they they turned that corner, um, and uh, it's easy to see a tide turn. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> Jeff Levy was hired at Mississippi State. My, this, you know, you know, I I personally <laughs> hate him. I I can't stand <laughs> his offenses. So I have a new most hated team from favorite from one of my favorites <laughs> to one of my most hated Jeff Levy goes to Mississippi state. I feel like it was just a couple of years ago that you were a fan of this offense. No, or at least you were See, willing to you're give thinking, it. You're thinking like Colby, you liked UCF. I didn't really like him in the hypel era. Frost didn't have Levy true. Hypel did. Okay. So I've always hated this offense. <laughs> all right. And uh, whether it was at Matt Corral at Ole Miss, what do you guys make of this hire? I think, you know, and, and I know he had, he taught, he caught flack for having art Bryles at practices at an OU practice this year, <laughs> but I don't know. I just Mississippi state. What, what's going yeah. on here? It's, Things are about to get tough for them too. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a great hire. I think you guys uh, are foolish. Maybe I'm do you wrong. See what, uh, what, when does offense ever get you anything? A lot of the time I feel like really? Yeah. I mean, Brian Kelly's an offensive coach. You're like, you shit on him every week. I, well, he's, yeah. he's taking it. <laughs> a lot of teams to like 10, 10 wins okay. and it's getting above that. But here's he's my Link, thing. Lincoln Riley is the gimmick out the bag because a lot uh, of teams are doing it now. Ole Miss runs it. Tennessee runs it. Maybe a couple teams will have it diagnosed, but Oklahoma will probably. Well, those two teams it. are doing pretty good recently, so maybe they. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe it's true. a good thing to run it. <laughs> well, question is, is like, are you like I expect Hypo to be fired in the next couple of years, because the expectations are too crazy for. Yeah, he made what, the mistake of yeah. actually succeeding. His first year is fired. I don't <laughs> yeah. think he'll ever get back there, especially now that there's no the the divisions. That's the yeah. one thing you can say about Mississippi State is like, well, at least you're gonna get. Vanderbilt and Kentucky and South Carolina a little more often. Yeah, for yeah. that maybe things yeah. get easier. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not because Texas and A and M in there, but maybe, maybe. But yeah. either way, I, I still think they could have done better. I, I'm. It's a gimmick ass offense. It'll win you six games. I disagree. That what is the ceiling that that program has? That program ceiling was Dan Mullen and. and well, I think Mike, I think yeah. Mike Leach would have won. How much did he win? Eight, nine. Yeah. His, yeah. His, maybe they could have. If but he was there didn't. this year, it would have been. Yeah, that was the team he was looking forward to. Right. Was this one? Uh, but they I just thought have... there was better coaches out there to get. I would have rather had Willie Fritz than Jeff Levy. He's right there. You know what I mean? One is young. One's getting old. Okay, but uh, who cares? Like, I guess Mississippi State 
probably probably can't uh, plan on holding on to a coach for more than five years if he's succeeding because the likes of what a yeah. Tennessee or an Alabama or someone's going to Florida. That's why Fritz might make more sense. Leach wasn't that old. I mean, Leach was like fifty nine when he got that job. You know. Yeah. So. That's true. Coaches can go into their seventies. If you get you get a decade, I mean, so saying Fritz, yeah. I think yeah. is right around That's there. That's true. That's so true. could have got Fritz. You could have got some other names out there that I think would would be better. But I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to truly fail. I j- it just screams to me like Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. It's a little more proven than that. Really, Kingsbury was A and M's offense quarter when they had a top five finish. <laughs> I mean, look. That offense throwing the ball around like that is one thing, but I feel like th- it, that's even more gimmicky than Levy's offense. No, no, you, you disagree. I with completely that. disagree with that. I, th- I mean, it's it, the who knows the whole offense seems to be built off the no huddle element and the and yeah. the speed and the pace, but uh, it works. You know, I think it, it's going to get you eight nine wins. And no, then, never not in the new SEC. He'll never reach reach eight or nine wins. You don't think so. Not with uh, I think you're probably looking at six and six, seven and five. Dude, yeah. Lane, maybe, maybe eight. Maybe. maybe best case scenario, eight wins. Yeah. Well, what is Lane Kiffin doing offensively now that Levy after Levy gone? Did he change it up a ton? Would you say he's he ran the ball with Judkins more? It seemed like without. I don't, Levy. I don't know. If they're ever going to get to a double digit win season again. But they also spend more. They're in a yeah, collective. Year. Yeah. 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 What, what I'm saying, that, <laughs> but they also get yeah. Mandy every year from the other side. Well, Ole Miss, you know Ole Miss I mean? is, is yeah. richer than Mississippi State. Yeah. Sure. There and I no, I, I heard something like Mississippi State basically has n- the worst NIL collective in the whole entire SEC. So it's like it's a harder job to win. Oh, I believe yeah. it. Yeah, eight wins though. I feel like that's doable. Moving forward though, dude, they're adding Oklahoma and Texas. It's gonna and be now tough. They, they, now they don't. I mean, well, for Ole Miss, like you don't get Vandy every year. Well, what do you think uh, Willie Fritz would do in that uh, with Ole Miss and Texas? I mean, uh, Oklahoma and Texas and Alabama and LSU. I just think he's a better football coach. Offense and yeah. defensively, they'll be sound. Probably. Still. Not flashy. Well, flashy doesn't win, buddy. Well, flashy yeah. attracts players and players win. We'll see, buddy. I think he'll be unemployed in four years. You might be right. <laughs> um, okay, other other uh coaching thing. Dana Holgerson out at Houston. Kind of surprised. They're mentioning Willie Fritz over there. From what I I'd Google you Google Houston uh it sends, you know, fires Holgerson. First names I see are Gary Patterson, uh, Willie Fritz. What do you guys make of uh, that job? Is one that is the one that's sneaky to me because well, uh, hey, I mean, you're you're right there in Houston. Talk about a, a talent rich area. I mean, now that they're power five too, I don't if I don't know what their NIL the right is, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a sleeping giant for sure. I mean, how much stock do you put on um, trailer? No, trailers being mentioned too, but I know UTSA is trying to keep him now after Kenny, he struck out too early. I think Kenny's too early. Yeah. yeah, just one year. But man, I mean, you want to talk about one that could be? I mean, is there a is there Rich a Rob? job? Is there a job in the Big Twelve? <laughs> there it is. That Rich is in Rob a better. <laughs> that is in a better talent area. Mm. Maybe UCF. Uh, TCU. Is yeah, Dallas is probably yeah. about as good as Houston, but similar. Houston might be better. I think Houston's a little bit better. I think Houston yeah. is probably right. Um, but I don't know. That's interesting to see there. Holgerson, who knows? If, dude, if you're New Mexico, who who fired Danny Gonzalez, wouldn't you at least like call Dana Holgerson? Why not? I know Mac was talking about this. Moneyline Mac was saying Oregon State should call Holgerson. 
I was like, you know, it's not a horrible option. <laughs> Talk about a culture change. <laughs> <laughs> I think ECU should call Dana Holgerson. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, they, ECU's not going to fire Houston for some stupid reason. He would be a reason. great fit. At yeah. ECU. He would fit in there, wouldn't he? He'd be yes. perfect. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but but or or Dino Babers like in New Mexico. I think Dino Babers he, it might even be a New Mexico grad if memory serves me correct. So that's one to watch there. But uh, yeah, I mean Holgerson out. Houston, Syracuse. Dan Mullen said he will not be taking the Syracuse mm, job. Mm, Tweeted that out. Mm. Ouch. You know. Oh, this is another one for Duke though. Bob Chesney, the head coach of Holy Cross. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. Does Duke? I know it's a private school. Is it uh, particularly religious? No. No. Elko nope. came from the Ivy Leagues. Yeah. I feel like Patriot League, Ivy League. If they want to I follow that formula, I feel like I don't know. very different culturally. Patriot, uh, Ivy League and Patriot League. I'm guessing the Patriot League. I don't know if that's so. That. Chesney could end up at Syracuse, but I was like, man, Duke should look at him. Man, Duke should really look at him. He's fucking good. I was talking to a Syracuse fan Saturday night, and uh, he mentioned Mullen, who obviously is not going to happen. But he also mentioned Doug Marone. He's hearing back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when, it, when he said that, I was like. I was like, really? I was like, what? What is Marone doing since he got fired from the Jags? <laughs> so, that one know. is shocking to me. Doug Marone back <laughs> to Syracuse. If that happens, shit. Did you hear? And, and did, did, dude, did you hear Gruden is trying to get into college football? Oh In, yeah, what uh, Indiana? Indiana, right? Indiana fired Tom Allen. By the way, paid him twenty dollars to get the fuck out the door, or twenty million dollars to get the fuck out the <laughs> $20. door. <laughs> yeah, tw- twenty dollars. Really right? dug deep in those pockets. Right? <laughs> uh, Cash money might get you to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gruden, Gruden should go to Syracuse. I can We're talking John Gruden. Yes, right? John we're Gruden. talking about a guy here, Joss. <laughs> All right. Uh, Would he hire Jay Gruden as his OC? He <laughs> should. Be fun. Would they check his emails? Right. Yes, <laughs> he needs to go. He needs to go private. That's he needs right. to go private school. All day. Private, yeah, private all the way. Yeah. So, I think Hide so. those emails. Um, that would be an interesting one. Let's talk about Indiana because me and CJ Sullivan were talking about this earlier. They they just paid twenty. Like this is a big step forward for Indiana. They paid twenty million dollars to tell the coach to get the fuck out. That's just the second most. Only A wow. and M spent more so far. Wow. That. To me, tells me that they're they're gonna they're be serious. wanting to go all in on on uh, on on football. Yeah. And to me, who do they bring in? If 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 Gruden is a possibility, hilarious, and I hope that happens. And that would be an awful fit. I heard Tommy Reese mentioned. Tommy Reese <laughs> to Indiana makes a little bit it's of sense. Another Kirk Signetti one too. Yeah. Signetti uh, at Pitt, I like. Uh, although uh, Frank Signetti just got fired, at, uh, or not at Pitt, at, at Syracuse rather. Maybe this would be one of the Mac schools, like uh, Candle. Yeah, or, or Kane Womack was formerly the DC of Indiana before he went to South Bama. Mm. Uh, okay, so that would be interesting. Jim Leonard, I think, would be interesting in Indiana. He knows Big yeah. Ten play. Even yeah. fucking Paul Christ, I would say. Yeah, Paul Christ. Sure. Yeah, sure. I think either of those guys. What is, uh, what's Chris? What's Chris doing now? Just, he's a t- he's on the Texas staff. Is he? Okay. Let me right. ask you this: Does Tommy Reese count as a sexy hire at all? Mm. I don't think he's there. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. I think for him, what he's done with uh, that offense, having Milrow at the quarterback position, kind of impressive. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little impressed with Tommy Reese right now. I don't know if I should be. 
the fact that he can't get a better quarterback situation going. What about Sean Lewis to Indiana? Makes well, a lot of sense. Played at Wisconsin. Did Dion just lower his stock though? Maybe. Maybe. Um Okay, so so that was some of the coaching hires. There's more. Terry Bowden. I was shocked by this because I thought Really? Yeah. It's ULM. I was His I whole was team gets too. rated every year. You look at like you look at the transfers like North Texas is starting quarterback, ULM, right? T- TCU's best corner, ULM. Right, uh, one other one of the ULM's D lineman got taken d- by Auburn. It's like you go one by one, and you're like, he's doing a decent job. And he also mentioned that he they had a shit ton of, of uh, injuries on top of all the players that he lost in the portal this year. I thought he deserved a fourth year. Yeah, I definitely thought he deserved a fourth year. Um, Monroe, Louisiana, probably not the best, most attractive place in the world. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, who you gonna get that's better a better football coach than him? You know who they should hire. Seth Luttrell. He yeah. got fired from North Texas yeah. going to the fucking championship game. Right? Yeah. I think he would take it too. I think he would take it. Skip Holtz. What about Skip Holtz? No one no one mentioned Skip Holtz out there. Um, <laughs> That's it. Right. I mean, he's got a job, you yeah. know, USFL. Yeah, going from USFL to uh ULM yeah. is actually a step down, I would say. <laughs> but he's familiar. He used to live in Ruston. Did he? He was La Texas. No, La Texas. Yeah. Ruston. What, well, how far is Monroe from? Ruston? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, you why doesn't Why doesn't ECU just bring him back home? Because ECU is not fired Mike Houston because he wants to have photographs. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, but ULM. I was surprised by that news. Also, uh, obviously Brady Hoax out at San Diego State. Dana Dimmel's out at UTEP. Let's talk about no, those. They got second. rid of him. I didn't. I didn't hear that yet. Gone. Gone. Yeah. We saw that coming. They need to call Nick Rolovich. That's the perfect spot for him. That's Beautiful. the perfect fucking spot for him. That's, in, a, that's a nice marriage there. You know what they need to do? They need to do what a lot of these other Texas programs are doing and just get the best high school coach to come up and take over at UTEP. And, Not and, a bad idea either. You know, it seems to be a pretty successful approach for Texas schools in particular. They're out there all by themselves. They, what are they doing? They should be nasty, man. Why don't they hire Latrell? They should yeah. hire Latrell too. That'd I mean, they should hire. all look at all these fucking coaches. Yeah. Shit, Bobby Petrino. Hire Bobby Petrino. He's in <laughs> Texas already. All right. Uh, you know who ULM should hire? Orgeron. Damn it, that's the one. Oh, that'd yeah. be that's the one. Yeah. That'd be beautiful. Let's go. Bring him home. That kind of would be a uh, like a celebrity hire a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think if they could land him, they would. The question is, does he want to go there? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, he, it seems to me like he's living the life right now. Yeah, this he, guy. he is. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he just goes and like gives a like. I saw Notre Dame hired him to like give him a speech, the team a speech. Really? He's like went uh, to uh, went to uh, South uh, Bend. Uh, he was he, he also was at Miami's practices. He was at like what, he's just going to you USC's want the practices of being a head coach when you got paid millions <laughs> to leave and now you're getting yeah, you know he sh- paid to do that. He should get a sweetheart deal where he, like he just like. Demands the most ridiculous shit, you know, and see, <laughs> sees if they match him. You know, I want strippers at my office every morning. Yeah. <laughs> that's not chicken, that's, chicken on a stick served at meals. You're, you're getting them confused with Les Miles. Les Miles, I think, would have the strippers. That's uh, true. That's true. I, I don't think Coach O would would, would frown upon that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look. I mean, I don't know. Do you want to talk any more about any of those gigs? San Diego uh, State. Chris Peterson. Come on. You got to hire Chris Peterson. Yeah. Boise yeah. state. Chris Peterson. Is he really just not going to coach football anymore? Yeah. That's sad. 
Gotta have him. He's he's one of the great ones. I mean, when they're, he they're left, saying Kellen Moore to Boise, also that makes a lot of sense. When Peterson left, what would you say he was like the number three coach in the game, probably behind uh, Saban and Meyer? Yeah, right there. Yeah. there. yeah, I mean, right, right in that mix. Um, I don't know. I mean, so who does San Diego State turn to? Uh, Rich Rod. I could see. It. I love that. I could see I Rich Rod that. at San Diego State. And he's gone out west and done well before. Yeah. Um, are there any other California guys that? I mean, Tedford. That'd be a completely lateral move. Uh, no, Tedford wouldn't do that. Fresno's his alma mater. Yeah, I don't think so. He's, yeah, he's old too now. I think he's very content. Would Mullen Fresno. take that in San Diego? A lot of people would be stupid not to take that job. I mean, going to one of the nicest places in America. What if they landed oh. Jim- Jimbo? <laughs> Probably a bad hire. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that one, John. What about John? What if they go for John Gruden? I could see him in San Diego. That that's yeah. a, that is a bad hire. John Gruden is not going to work out <laughs> being a college coach these days. It's not. I don't know. What what's the last NFL coach to step in? Lovey took Illinois bowling, but they sucked. Herm no, it was uh, Herm Edwards. Herm yeah. Edwards would, would would go bowling every year, but their team was like super talented. But they're like six and six. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Saban, right? Can Saban. you say Shiano was? Well, Saban wasn't a, an an NFL coach. He just he went college pro and then back yeah. to college. Yeah, yeah. Petrino, that's the difference. Thing. You don't want to yeah. go be an NFL to college. Yeah, you I don't go know. back to college. Anyway, yeah. we got yeah. we got a lot of shit. We got games. About. Yeah, we, Let, we talked for an hour on college uh, on uh, coaches. Let's uh, let's jump into this, this playoff thing here. All right, folks. Before I do that, want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. They got NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Perfect. Uh, Perfect opportunity here for you. Hey, NC Nick, what do you make of uh, what should I get you? What, what do we got here? They don't have the college football games ready yet. Oh, you're um, some college basketball. I might have to figure this figure this out or something. But the point is, is that they have uh, awesome amounts of uh, of props essentially in in college basketball and college football. Perfect example here. See, but the problem is that the shelf life. By the time people listen to this. It's not okay. Let's do tomorrow's action. LSU is taking on Syracuse, right? College basketball. We also have Ryder, the moving company, taking on Maryland. Damatha grad, Jameer Young, higher or lower, 16 and a half points against the moving company in College Park, Maryland. I mean, one thing I like to do usually is look and see what they've done recently, but all, just right off the top of my head, yeah, I think Maryland is. Good enough to win this game by double digits, but not good enough to like completely blow them out where they're going to, where their starters aren't going to play mo- most of the second half. So I'd say over. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you got to pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams, folks. And you can take this up to five, six players. It's a lot of fun. Your odds go up, uh, obviously, as you add more players to it. But let's talk about uh, Nigel Pack for the Miami Hurricanes. They head to Rupp Arena to take on Kentucky tomorrow. Awesome game. And, uh, I see 16 and a half points higher or low, but that's not, you can also do higher, lower two and a half turnovers. I think I would probably take the higher on two and a half turnovers for Nigel pack it on the road at Rupp. 
I think you're right. I think if you're looking at the last four games, you know, which was most of those games in the Bahamas, he was over well over that three of the four. So uh, he had four turnovers against UCF. He even had three turnovers against, you know, average Florida international or UGA or, or Georgia squad. So uh, especially on the road in a, in a true road environment, I would go over on the smash tournament. that over. That's what's great about underdog fantasy folks. So get on over there. And right now, a little bonus deal here. If you're a, a college experience listener, uh, watch along, make picks, maybe make a little extra cash and sign up with the promo code TCE. SGPN, right? Underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars, and we're going to enter you in a sweatshirt giveaway. We're gonna we're gonna give away a sweatshirt here. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code TCE SGPN. Here's what you got to do though: you got to take a screenshot of you entering. Find us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN or at the Colby D. Show me that screenshot. Give me something funny in there though. All right, That's, you're, I'm just gonna give you the hack. If you're funny. Your chances of winning are going up. All right, make a little comment there. Call Patty, see a piece of shit, and I'll be like, "Hey, yeah. always get like this guy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, easy to entertain over there. <laughs> so check that out. Promo code TCE SGPN. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform. Bar parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit HOFbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we are back on the college football experience, and now it is time to talk playoffs. You know, I, what do you guys want to do for it? You want to talk this current year or, or, because I, I want to start potentially like this. I I couldn't help but hear many college football announcers over the past week say, you know, we should take take a minute and appreciate Ohio and Michigan, uh, Ohio State, and Michigan, because we're not going to get it like this. That we're we're the whole season. I'm like, hey, fuck you. All right, like I would argue you're going to get a way, way, way better final week of the season. I went through on a 12 team playoff. Uh, I have the 12 team playoff based on the favorites right now on what it would look like. Right. And, and this is what, according to next year's rules. Yes. Okay. So right now, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Florida state, we get buys assuming Oregon wins because they're nine point favorites, Florida state wins. They would be in, I think. Right. Would Florida state get the buy or would Texas? Well, Florida state would be undefeated. True. So I guess it'd just be who's who's ranked higher. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So there'll still be a committee to rank the teams. So I put Georgia one, Michigan two, Oregon three, Florida State four. Right. Yeah. So Oregon the, three, you said. Yeah. Is their favorite? Well, nine and a half point favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which is ridiculous to me, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, those would all have bye weeks. So then this would be our opening playoffs. Number 12 seed Tulane at number five, Texas. Awesome. On campus. Fantastic. Number 11, number 11 seed, Oklahoma, who barely got in over Ole Miss, Ole Miss, LSU, and a few other schools right on the outside, but Oklahoma at Alabama. Hey, this sounds amazing, right? Yeah. 
number 10 seed Penn State at Ohio State. Now, what they would probably do if I had to bet on the committee, they'd probably send Penn State to Bama and Oklahoma to Ohio State just to have Where, different where's matches. Washington and where's Washington? Well, that's the final one. Number nine seed Missouri at number eight seed Washington, right? Assuming Washington loses to Oregon here. Now, there's plenty of opportunities I would like to say. Do like, we say Tulane at Texas or Texas at Tulane? No, Tulane at Texas. Tulane at Texas, yeah. right? So here's what's awesome. If you play it out just like that, that means last week you would have had this. You would have had the Egg Bowl on Thursday, where you're saying, "Hey, Ole Miss is right in the mix to get that 11 seed, right?" Holy shit, the Egg Bowl is even better. And guess what? Their arch rivals have an opportunity to fuck up their whole season. Yeah. Right. Then TCU Oklahoma. Hey, wait, Oklahoma's battling for that 11 seed. TCU could fuck up their entire season, right? Then you have Iowa Nebraska, right? Iowa still can get in if they were to win the Big Ten championship, right? If they beat, because that's an auto bid. Yeah. So Iowa, Nebraska, even though they had already solidified the uh, the Big Ten, well, that game becomes uh, especially yeah. one that came down to the end like that. Exactly, it becomes super interesting. UTSA Tulane, it was interesting already, but it's super interesting because you have a playoff bid potentially on the line here. Texas Tech, Texas. I know that was a blowout, but I'm saying if Texas Tech would have beaten Texas, then Texas might have been kicked out of the playoffs. So all of a sudden, that becomes must watch. Penn State, Michigan State. Guess what? Penn State got in at the number 10 spot, right? Oh, if you lose in East Lansing or Detroit, wherever the fuck they play these games now, that all of a sudden becomes a playoff game. Oregon State, Oregon, the Civil War. Oh my gosh, could you imagine if Oregon would have lost to Oregon State? That would have been their second loss, and who knows where they have fallen to. Missouri, Arkansas, Missouri ended up with a nine seed. You lose at Arkansas, your rival, you are out of the playoffs, right? And that's just Friday. You jump over to Saturday, Ohio state, Michigan. This is essentially for a bye week This is for Dude. a bye week I'd say the stakes are higher. And also mm, we'll get, say what do you higher. mean? Last year, Ohio state made the playoffs and they lost. It's we'll true. Get, and they could do the same thing this year, which yeah. we'll get to later. That's true too. No, but so so assuming, this is way higher. Assuming most years it's an actual elimination game, then it's not higher. Well, but when, when has it actually been an, 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 an elimina- elimination, elimination game? game? Yeah. Uh, I can't talk. <laughs> that's a good question. I'd have to that's look. That's what I'm saying. It's all bullshit. They say that, but it never happens as the an elimination game. Of, uh, if they're both in the top three at the end of the season and are both undefeated, then it probably is never an elimination game. And afford, especially for the likes of Michigan so, and Penn so I would Ohio argue, State. Argue that now, it, if it was Baylor and TCU, then it would be an elimination. Yeah, game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Michigan, Ohio I, I, State. I don't know if I'd argue it'd be it'd be higher, Colby, but I, I would say it would still be very important. Well, and, I would want the fucking bye week because if Ohio State's yeah, taking on, if the Ohio State has to play, uh, you know, Oklahoma or Penn State or Alabama or something, then you're sitting there saying, "Hey, get this. This is huge. We need to get. We need to get the bye week." Of course. Um, then you have Kentucky Louisville. Wouldn't that be great? Another, another rival with a chance to fuck up your entire season, which is essentially what happened more on Louisville in a second here. Remind me to talk about that Navy SMU because SMU is playing for the AAC championship. All of a sudden that becomes, you know, instead of it being a shitty game, we're like, Hey, this actually means something here. Uh, Texas A and M LSU. I told you LSU was the first team out them and Ole Miss. That is a huge game because they could uh, they could get in. We were all we're, we would all be watching that bang. Oh my holy shit! Can LSU get in? Right. BYU Oklahoma State because holy shit! Oklahoma State is is you know capable of getting the outright bid, right? Yeah. Arizona Arizona State Arizona was just after 
uh, LSU and Ole Miss. So if it breaks right for them, and what's great is you have Arizona State in a potential in a potential spot to fuck up the Wildcat season, right? Liberty, yep. UTEP, you never know because if Tulane loses for two straight weeks, that game's interesting. The Iron Bowl, guess what? The Iron Bowl, Auburn could have fucked Alabama's chances out of the entire playoffs. They could have done it potentially. Well, they they could have done it this year too. True, true. So even though they I, might already be out, yeah. That was probably a wash, but yeah. Okay. Washington state, Washington. That was a three point game. All of a sudden you're watching that. If Washington loses that game to Washington state might be a little tricky on where they fall, especially knowing that they have the PAC 12 championship the very next week. Also Florida state, Florida, Florida could have really fucked up Florida state's bye week right? Or this year, same thing. They could have knocked them out. Yeah. Now what's great is that's all fine and dandy. Like that is, I, in my opinion, that makes the final week of the college football season so, so, so much better than what it currently is. Yeah. I mean, it's better. Yes. Now, Across the board. And if you, uh, yes, if you are super excited by that one game and you need it to happen in the regular season, then it takes that away. It does. I mean, to an extent, but it doesn't completely what, take what, it away. What, what, what is it taking away? What game? It, the Michigan Ohio state. No. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? No, we have, no, no, I, I, yeah. I, was, I was answering his question. I don't agree with it. I, I agree with Colby more here. Um, I, I would I can, say I can see their point a little bit, but I'm not buying it. Most most of the time, you have like Texas Oklahoma, for instance. That game actually doesn't hasn't proven to be an eliminator at all this year. In fact, uh, just the opposite. Even so. in, well, even Oklahoma made the playoffs when they lost to Texas under Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. They lost the Red River Shootout. They still made the playoffs that year and got blasted by LSU. Okay, yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe even at the very, very top of it, it doesn't. It's it's this is all bullshit that people th- like they they right. say, but it's not true. Yeah, Alabama and LSU got a rematch in a two team playoff against each other. Florida State and Florida got a rematch in a two team playoff against each other. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't. It never has necessarily. They always been try to say this as an, an answer. It's not. It, this is a way better system. I think the the interesting thing about next year will be so I think Colby and I agreed that we wanted ten automatic qualifiers. The conference winner of each conference gets in the twelve team playoff, and you have two at larges. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But I think the question is, what system is better? And so, so Colby just laid out the first system, which is what's going to happen next year. But here's the other thing. Next year, and I, I've hit on this on a previous episode, but Louisville actually playing in the ACC championship hurts them. So I had them losing to Florida State, so Florida State got the four seed. So Louisville doesn't make the playoffs. If they don't mm-hmm. play in the ACC championship, they would have been in the playoffs. Now, this is what's interesting: is Oklahoma's in that spot in this situation too. Texas is playing Oklahoma State, so Oklahoma benefits from not playing a game. This is going to become a huge problem moving forward in these gigantic fucking conferences. Missouri mm-hmm. doesn't play a game, right? Right. Although I would say having more at larges allows for a little more error there. I don't know if that is a good thing necessarily. I would think they should make, you know, they should try to make sure that teams don't get penalized for losing in a conference championship. They're not yes. going to. They're not going they should to. not. They should not count that as a loss, basically. But right. they've already done that. Look at Ohio know, State last I year. Know. Yeah, I know. But they should. Um, they shouldn't say I'm going to take this one loss team over this two loss team because the two loss team got their second loss in the conference championship game. Right. But they are going to yeah, run into a lot of problems because it's like I was looking at the SEC scheduling today. Like certain teams have 
a murderous schedule. Sure. Like A&M kind of gets a, a pass next year and Elko's first year. Right? So you're sitting there like, huh? They're going to run into this situation all the time where they're going to have yeah. to, 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 to sit there and say, are they really deserving of that? You know what I mean? And I don't think they will. I think they're, I think you're going to want to be because knowing college football, they're not going to do that. And you're going to want to be either the one seed undefeated team or the three. I don't think you want the two seed. I think you almost, I, I wonder, I, I don't know if this is what will ever happen, but would you ever lose on purpose? Well, hold on. You don't want the two seed. Why? Because if you are playing, so like, let's say like Oklahoma state, their resume, well, actually Oklahoma state this year, that would not work because of the South Alabama loss. But my point is, is Oklahoma, let's say Kansas state would have got in. Say they beat uh, Iowa state and they got in. Okay. You would have rather, you would have rather gotten the out the, the, the third seed than the two, because you have to play Texas. Texas will be a heavy favorite. Oklahoma doesn't have to play Texas. They're they're safely in. If they go play, they lose. They're out of the top twelve. Well, but if yeah. you lose on purpose, then you lose also. So you're out too. So that you're not going to lose on purpose because then you have that other loss. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. No, I, guess, but, I was uh, thinking and, like, no, yeah, that wouldn't work out. Um, the great unless, thing about unless you're undefeated. Well, the, the unless you're undefeated, about, if you're undefeated, you lose on purpose to not play in the championship game. <laughs> Well, then it is, but then you're still at one loss. So what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but so hold on. So we looked at it the way it's going to be next year. Should we look at it also the way if, if every conference got in, cause I was a proponent of that, but the, the, the games you just ra- you know, spout out there, that sounded pretty impressive that maybe I'm changing my ways now because that, that no, would be I awesome. still think you gotta have well, like uh-huh. to me, well, 12 doesn't work with, I think for, for the 12 model, this works. I but think I think so. How think about it, a happy medium? How about eight conference champions get uh like what I would like to see is let's look at the final rankings and of the conference champions at the end of every year. And if in certain years you're getting a three or like in the what the Mountain West this year uh is gonna have a three loss champion. We don't necessarily need to see that team in. I get the idea of I would still see the say. importance no, of I, I like Colby's idea better that if you have a sixteen team playoff, then you can have ten conference and winners and six at well, largest. And that'll That's probably perfect. be nine because Pac twelve's gone. Okay, yeah. So so if 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 it so right now if it's ten at larges or sorry, ten conference champions, auto bids, and two at larges, your playoff would look like assuming we're assuming that all the favorites are gonna win. It would be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas, Florida State, Tulane. Then you would have Liberty, Toledo, Boise, Troy. See, like some of those, and then you would have maybe like say Washington and Ohio State would be your two at larges, or maybe Alabama. You know, who, who yeah. knows who, who yeah. those two would be? I think Troy, at twelve. I think, I think at twelve, at 12 the, this is the better. Playoff is better yeah. with yeah. But yeah. I also think twelve is flawed. And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see that by some of these teams being that third team in Look, the conferences. With twelve, though, if you go with eight conference champions instead of just five, uh, you're still gonna get all right. The the you're gonna get all five of the power conferences, right? And then well, no, there's only gonna be four. Moving okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. four power conference champions, but you get a what eleven and one Toledo or a twelve and one Toledo after conference championship yeah. week. You get uh, a thirteen and zero uh, Liberty, right? And you 12, get uh, twelve and one. Tulane, twelve and one Tulane. Those are three teams that should be added. And then I just like the idea of 
of every conference, yeah. every every team having a chance at winning. I it would all. like that too. I would like yeah. that too. But if if other people push back, you know, and you had to make a compromise okay. because yeah. they don't want to see a seven and five uh, Boise State team in the playoff, I would understand that. But most years, I would think if you did the top eight conferences, four power conferences, and four group of five conferences, then you're going to get a lot of ten win teams in there, and it's going to yeah. be pretty good football. Yeah, but but I still think like what the, the I think they're going to expand fast because I'm telling you the difference in schedule in like if you All pull right. up Ohio State's schedule next year and compare it to Michigan's. Well, like no system's going to be perfect. That's well, that's what, what, what have, I'm yeah, saying. I mean, well, that, that they're that's why you have to cast a big net, which I've been saying all along all these fucking years. You have to cast a big enough net because the variance and especially yeah. in these fucking conferences that are 18 teams long you know what I mean? Like there's going to be certain ones just that, that avoid right. like take one year, Michigan state probably won't play Ohio state, Michigan and USC. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, at least next year, the net is getting tripled. So, yeah. you know, and then that's a good, that's a good start, but uh, are we ready to look at this year's playoffs? Yeah. Cause Let's this year's it, playoffs yeah. is actually pretty fascinating, you know? Cause I think this, this year, more than any other year, there's just so many options. And usually we, in, the, in years past, we would always root for carnage in order to force a bigger playoff. We don't have to this year though, because the, the, the bigger playoff is coming. I yeah. still think it's a complete bummer because I have a feeling that there's going to be two or three f- teams that are fucked over here. Yeah. Hey, this year, there's only four root teams. For, somebody's going to get screwed. Sorry, Pat, yeah. go ahead. we're going to root for chalk this year. If we want to, uh, you know, make sure a team gets screwed because well, unless it's Texas fans, I like to see their misery. No, well, I chalk think is pretty easy. Chalk is yeah. all four undefeated teams win, and they're they're all four in. That's the easiest. Would cleanest. they put Florida State in? Is the question right now? Everyone's saying. I think you have to. I think they should too. But they're saying the backup quarterback thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I the think it's absolutely a power five team that won I all agree. of his games. I agree. If Two they, and zero oh versus yeah. the SEC. Yeah. No, I, that would be yeah. the most ridiculous thing, and you'd find me. And they for whooped the dog crap out of LSU. LSU. Yeah, but see, me being an ACC homer, I I want ACC team in there. But me being a college football fan, I don't want Florida State in there. Yeah, I want Louisville. <laughs> I want what I want Louisville to beat them so they're not in there because well, I just and think, I think it strengthens the rivalry long term with Brom. So yeah, like well, I yeah, want Louisville I, to do that. I want better semifinal games. Yeah, so I think Florida State without Jordan Travis gets crushed by Georgia. Yeah, I did too. If, if, I would Georgia lay, wins. I would lay like 26. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, look uh, that, that, so what do you think is going to happen then? So Florida state wins. So your chaos can, scenarios are this. If Florida state loses a game to Louisville here, what if Bama beats Georgia and Texas wins and Oregon beats Washington, you would then theoretically have one loss. So Michigan, I'm assuming, will beat Iowa just because it's at that filthy roller rink. Yeah. But so you'd have Michigan as the only undefeated team in the nation. They're your one seed. You would then have one loss teams, Florida State. Actually, I'm sorry, Liberty's also an undefeated team. Florida, but, no, if Florida, if Florida State loses, they're done. They're out. They're no, but I'm just saying this is yeah. but I think they would have a legit argument. Well, go, go, go. Right? Give me your one loss champs, conference champs first, and then do your one loss non So let, Bama would beat Georgia for this so theory be to be a play one out. loss champ. They'd okay. be your two seed. Yes. Yeah. Uh Oregon would beat Washington. They'd be a one loss champ. They'd probably be your three seed. And then Texas. Actually, Texas might jump up to the two seed because they beat Bama. Yeah, I don't know. Those three are kind of interchangeable. You got one through four right there, and then what? You have uh, a bunch of one-loss non-conference champions. Yeah, 
Is that Washington? It, Florida State. Is Georgia pissed? Is Georgia pissed for winning three straight or going three straight regular seasons undefeated yeah. and only having one loss? Yeah. So and then you would also have Florida State and Washington saying, Hey, we we fucking beat Oregon the first time. What do you mean? We've beaten everybody but, on our schedule. Yeah, but you're not conference champion, so you know what? Sorry, Washington. Sorry, Georgia. Georgia, sorry, Georgia sorry, would Florida be the State. one that is, you know, crying the loudest. But you also have Ohio State with one loss. That's true. Yeah, Georgia. And, you, you'd be and out. Tulane at that point could say, "Hey, we got one loss. We so lost. Really, with, we lost yeah. our only game with a backup quarterback." <laughs> it sounds crazy for Ohio State, but we were kind of talking about this a little bit. If Louisville wins, if Georgia wins, if Oklahoma State wins, and if Washington wins. Then does Ohio State really have a chance? Because who else has one loss? Bama now has two losses. Texas now has two losses. Oregon now has two losses. Do they choose a two-loss team they need over? To. They need to because you're playing the extra game. This is why I argued USC deserved to be in yeah. over Ohio State last year. Yes, maybe Ohio State beats them on the field. I don't care about theoretically. Right. They took the extra game against a top ten team. Okay, they lost. Who cares? All right. While we agree with that, will the committee? <laughs> Absolutely no, not. They won't. They'll go with the t- Ohio State's a huge a twelve to one yeah. Washington will fall below an eleven to one Ohio State. That's We've ridiculous. already seen it with, uh, especially because well, Washington can say they beat every team on their schedule. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, you know, it would call into question the thirteenth data point. How, how important is that? Is it you know the new the committee is has changed and and the the the, the landscape of college football has changed? What excuse will they come up with? They ex- always move the goalpost too. Yeah. So, is there any way the Pac-12 gets two teams in the college football playoff? No, right? Wait, they're wait. just not gonna. They're Texas just not- would have to lose. Uh, Florida State would have to lose. Uh, and Bama lose, right? Bama would have to yeah. lose. So then you'd have Georgia and Michigan, and then two one-loss. And teams I, I think you had Oregon you, and Washington. You, you want Oregon to beat Washington, yeah. right? Yeah, they both, both have to have one losses. And then yeah, we would have to see the committee not. You know, put Ohio State ahead of Washington. What's the committee going to do, though? Are they really going to have two Pac-12 teams? I think they're deserving, but I just wonder what the committee would do. The problem is with Ohio State and Michigan, they really played nobody all fucking season. Yeah, like I even I was going through this and I was like, no, Ohio State. I mean, played Ohio no, State played, played Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah, yeah, but Penn State. Yeah, but good. even Penn State, I don't even know if they belong in this twelve-team model. When I was going through, I go, man, they're getting a lot of love. Cause I was like, how the fuck are you putting Penn State Penn State's in? State's a good football team. I man. would take I would take some other teams to beat Penn State. I mean, State. but Penn State, like they're relatively close with single like What's digit their low. best win? It's Iowa. Iowa, who they destroyed, who's ten and two. Okay. But uh, still. And their losses are what? A n eight point loss against Ohio State on the road and a nine point loss against Michigan. They dressed up the Ohio State game. They scored with ten seconds left. Okay, dressed it up a yeah. little bit, but still. Uh, to me, their wins aren't that good. We know who Penn State is. We know who Penn State is. They're they're a team that can't beat the really good teams, but can beat almost yeah. can beat all the everyone else. Yep. So I don't need to see <laughs> that team. You know, this year, wait, wait, what are we what are we arguing for though? We're, we're well, no, <laughs> I was just saying like Penn State. Uh, Penn State. When I was going through oh, the twelve team, I was like, Ohio I don't State's even know if they're deserving. Yeah, for Ohio State's resume, they've really. I mean, I actually think the Notre Dame win is more impressive than the Penn State win. Penn State win. About Let me ask day. you this question, guys: Can Alabama win and still not get in? No, no way. They're in. SEC champ is in no matter what. Yeah. Florida State, Michigan, Texas, Washington. 
That's yeah, what point. if Washington three, three undefeated teams and Texas who so beat wait, Bama? Really so wait, not that big of a so stretch. Wait, Washington right? wins and goes thirteen and zero, right? Yeah. Michigan Texas, wins. Texas undefeated. wins and it's twelve and one. Michigan is going to be undefeated. Florida State undefeated. That could happen. That could easily happen. They'd put Bam in over Florida State. Watch. They would. Watch. I think they would. I think this is why this year is so crazy because there's so many different scenarios that that aren't that outlandish. That's we a, haven't even brought up Liberty. Florida State. <laughs> yeah. Florida State needs to route Louisville. They need to route Louisville to put this conversation to rest. You know. Maybe it's so we we probably cover a lot of this, but maybe we should just go basically team by team and say what what needs to happen for them to get in. Uh, well, you do that. Wait, Georgia win, Michigan win. Well, but win. what if Georgia loses? Can they still get in? Yes, I almost think that that they'll need the right like they need Oklahoma State to beat Texas. I would yes. say yes, uh, and, and Louisville. Yeah, those two. Because they're they're not even the mentioning now. Iowa, but because they probably don't have a chance. What if that, Iowa wins? Can we talk that's, about that? Uh, that would be another huge. Be- well, because they probably deserve to be eleven and one. You that would uh. come back <laughs> because that punt on that ridiculous call. <laughs> they're not getting it. They're not. Getting well, it. If they win, you don't think there's any way they get. You have to put the Big Ten champion, right? No, no, they, no. You don't. You, you that's don't. That's the most loss. powerful conference moving forward. You're telling me. <laughs> They have a billion dollar TV contract starting next year. You're not going to put the Big Ten champ in. You don't put a pretty two good point, in and you, you can't go back and say they should have won that game if it wasn't for a bad but, whistle. It, it, it's a loss. It's in the loss column. True, but moving forward, that's the best part about an auto bid from these conferences. Yes, yeah. yes. you win. It you're really in. makes it, the well, conference yeah. championship game awesome. It, well, it's another round of playoffs. It's like that yeah. many more playoff teams being yeah. added on. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. It's gonna be fascinating to watch. Uh, Noah says twelve to one Louisville. Louisville's already lost twice. Yeah, they lost to Kentucky, buddy. While well, you were hammered in uh, Ann Arbor, <laughs> watching watching Big Blue come through. Uh, can Can Michigan lose and, and and get in? I would say no. They I need think help. They could, but they they, they hate them right now. They hate That's them right true. now. So well, no, well, no, no, no. NCA is different than the college football playoff. That's committee. true. They're gonna and be they're like, suffering. wait, Michigan draws a huge number. We gotta get them in. <laughs> Well, that would be hilarious because Michigan would have the tiebreaker on Ohio State. That would be the funniest. That would be the absolute funniest is if uh, uh, Iowa wins that game, and then you have Michigan and Ohio State bitching at who deserves to be in. They will still have Michigan above Ohio State. Garrett, what is Ohio State or what is uh, uh, Iowa ranked right now? Uh, I mean, they're definitely ranked. I just don't. uh, They they hate on them though. They hate just like the rest of the world. They hate on Iowa. That should be eleven and fucking one. Iowa is currently ranked. Are they're they number eighteen. Ranked? Yeah, eighteen. They're not jumping into the playoff. They're not jumping. Uh, so Michigan is safe. Michigan. They have Notre Dame above Iowa. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, silly. Um, Michigan could could get in as a four seed with the loss pretty easily. I think if, if Texas loses, if uh, Florida State loses, then Michigan's in a great position to get in uh, as a four seed. Uh, Noah's asking if, if the Pac-12 can get two teams in. We kind of already covered that. We we Wait. think that yes. Go ahead. Could we have it where a Pac-12 team doesn't get in? Yes, if Oregon wins and you have a one-loss, damn Pac-12 one-loss champion. Georgia. That would be crazy because I think the Pac-12 is the best conference this year. But yeah. don't the committee will will be looking to screw the Pac-12. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, there's no uh, clapback they're gonna get from it. 
You know, if there if there's a time to screw the Pac-12, if there ever was one, now this is going to happen in the final year of the Pac-12. That would be Texas, Michigan, Florida State, and Georgia. Watch that happen. They would love to have final year of the Pac-12. It would definitely take Texas over a one-loss Oregon. That's going to happen. They just justify. That's going to happen. They justify every team leaving the Pac-12 if that happens. It's like yeah. We had a, a twelve and one or a thirteen or not. No, but they won't honor that they're the best conference this year because they're gone. Right, of course. Yeah, there, if there ever was a time, <laughs> so back twelve. Yeah, honestly. So usually this past week is better than this coming week football wise because you know there, there's not neutral site games. There's the great rivalries, and it's still better this year too. But for some reason this year, like all these potential scenarios, there's more than usual. So I find this coming week yep. very fascinating. Um, I, I would like to go back to the previous eight or nine, however many years it's been since the uh, start of the college football playoff, I think eight um, and see if there was ever a weekend where one of the teams wasn't pretty much guaranteed a spot. It's I, probably happened a couple since, times. Since someone has to do it. I got to throw the flag on the field and disagree because we used to have a proper country <laughs> and Oregon, Washington's in Vegas at that filthy dome, right? Yeah. Uh, Miami Toledo is at that filthy dome. B- Boise State UNLV is at that filthy dome. <laughs> Georgia Alabama is at that filthy dome. Thank God the ACC's hold it down. I was about to say yes. you should uh, the ACC, and we got the only outside game there is. Okay, Mi- Michigan Iowa that filthy dome. So it's got you're right. ACC, ACC hold holding it down. it down. God's conference. Yeah, it is God's conference. And they're calling forward. for rain on Saturday too. Yes, boom. Louisville's gonna. I don't know. If, I think that might help Florida State more than Louisville. <laughs> I think that honestly might help Florida State more than. I don't Louisville. know. Jawar Jordan is a pretty effective right. runner, no, but it, it he's slows only with the pass being available. Yeah, it slows. He's not everything. like a workhorse. Yeah. I feel like Benson's more of a yeah, workhorse. Benson is yeah. more of a workhorse, especially with Rotomaker at the helm. Whoever can just hand the ball off all game. Yeah, I think yeah. it favors Florida State. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, how ridiculous is that though? I was going through and I was like, man. Normally, the Mountain West gives us like. Remember Fresno beat Boise in the championship in the snow. You're like, oh, it's beautiful. You get nothing here. You get you get Sunbelt. Yeah, but in Troy, Sun Alabama, if it was in Boone, yeah, I would like true. a little bit more. Even Tulane is in. I mean, it's cool because you can still get the elements. You can still get rain, but they really fucked this up. It used to be Big Twelve used to hold it down at Arrowhead. Pac twelve used to hold it down at at the Niner Stadium. We, we, what are we doing here? Come, come on board, jump, jump on the ACC train uh, with the me. Team ACC here. <laughs> Jim Phillips is a good friend. All right, folks, that's our show. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. We're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow there. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore NICK. And I should ask them this before we leave: the portal today. Will Howard, quarterback, Kansas State. Blake Shape, Blake Shape, and quarterback Baylor. Sam Levitt, who started a lot of games for Michigan State. Cole Snyder's pretzels from Buffalo. Hank Bachmeyer's back in the portal. All those guys. You also saw Chris Tyree from Notre Dame. Treshawn Ward from Kansas State. Tyler Van Dimes. Is he in the portal? He's in the portal. He should. Is be he really? Portal. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Will Howard one was shocking to me because like they you're got solid, though, right? You, yeah, but you're solid in that system. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, don't know surprising. what other system would he really work in. He's kind of like maybe Iowa State. 
That's true. <laughs> That'd be great if he transferred to Iowa State. He's got to be in He's some Iowa. Doing Iowa. Well. Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Like. Anyway, uh, any of those? What's what's the one you're most excited to see land there? Bachmeyer, your boy. Bachmeyer, <laughs> the dudes. Remember when he beat Florida State? His first ever start. We thought he was like the next Broadway Joe. <laughs> He's got like the Benjamin Button career. He started off really well, just getting <laughs> shit here ever since. Or is that refer- I don't know. Benjamin yeah, Bachmeyer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. It's the home for all of our podcasts. I also host the FCS College Football Experience, the College Basketball Experience, which goes live tonight, a couple hours. Also, I'm doing a college football show with Sports Gambling Podcast in about an hour and 15 minutes. So buckle up, folks. And uh, yeah, check out check out all of our feeds. All right, we're rolling. Sports Gambling Podcast, Bottom Line Bobs, Big 12 Experience. We're just rolling. All right. Until next time, this is the College Football Experience. We'll be back Wednesday with our preview and picks. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.